the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knocked off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 305, McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. Let's go. Recapping the football games, we talked mainly about the Dallas game, a little bit of Aaron Rodgers and some of what the Giants should be doing. We didn't get a chance to congratulate the Detroit Lion fans, including my man Eminem. Marshall Mathers opening up the, the, the game last night, putting out the pleading of um, Stafford to... Help them out. And by the way, look, so they win the game. Congratulations. First win in forever, 1991. First, obviously, home, um, home playoff game since 1994. It's been forever. Uh, they they played well. They came right out and went down the field. They scored, you know, off early and often. And the first, I think the first three drives were all touchdowns. And I don't think Stafford helped them out much, though. Stafford was great in this game. Stafford was unbelievable. And they were moving the ball up and down the field, and Puka Nakua is, I mean, for such, I know they mentioned this a bunch in the broadcast, but for such a wiry little, like he doesn't seem that physically imposing, he is impossible to bring down. He was, I mean, he's breaking tackles left and right, getting the extra yak yards. I mean, he was incredible. He's one of the, he's he's going to quickly emerge. I mean, they're, I mean, I understand, you know, what the, what Cup has emerged as and, you know, probably in that offense and with that coach. Uh, and obviously Stafford helps, too. He's a great quarterback. And we forget about Stafford. He won the Super Bowl. It's like he was aging. He was injured a little bit. You watch him in this game. He's got Patrick Mahomes ability. I mean, he's throwing from all different angles. He, you know, cuts his finger up. He's still throwing bullets. Uh, he was He played great in this game. And they were moving the ball up and down the field. They just the difference in the game is they were not scoring touchdowns inside the red zone. They were settling for field goals. And then obviously that last drive, you know, they punt the ball away at the end of the game instead of taking a chance. I understood it, you know, it was a it, it but with only one timeout, that was the issue. They only had one timeout. They couldn't allow they couldn't allow two first downs and they did. Uh the guts of Dan Campbell going throwing the ball there uh to make the play to get the first down to to seal the game. Uh, a great win, a solid game. Finally, a damn, a good, exciting game. Back and forth, two two tough teams, two teams that I, I honestly think either one had a very good chance to go through this lousy NFC. Uh, I think the Rams are uh, were. That's a great job. That's it's just a, it's a great job for this team that struggled out the gate. Obviously, you know they pretty much traded away all their draft picks to get that championship a couple years ago. And now McVay has got this thing turned around within two years, you know, making another run at it, you know, doing a, a great job of player development, getting, you know, drafting uh, this Nakua, who's been incredible. And, I mean, they played really well in this game other than getting in the end zone. And the Lions defense was able to stiffen up and make sure they kept them out. And that was really the difference in the game because besides that, I mean, for, for a stretch there, I thought the Rams were kind of dominating the football game. And I thought I thought I thought they were going to win for sure. I really did. I th- there was a, a most of the game. I thought the Rams were going to f- were going to figure out a way to win the game. But congratulations to the Lions fans. 30, 30 plus years, 
Finally, you get a, a, a playoff victory. It's against Stafford. It's a good story. And this and Dan Campbell is one of the better coaches in the NFL. Whatever you want to say about him and that ridiculous press conference, I, st- I don't care what people say. I still think it's ridiculous, the biting, the kneecaps and everything, the famous, the famous line. I thought he sounded like an idiot in that press conference. I'll st- I don't care. I'll still say that. He's an excellent head coach. He's an excellent head coach. And, you know, I'm still concerned about Goff. I don't think they can beat the Niners, but they can beat anybody else. And this Lions team's legitimately good. And if you could figure out a way to, you know, a couple more pieces, I would love to get a a better quarterback, a quarterback I trust more week to week. But, I mean, if everything else is good, Goff could win. And in this lap, all they have to do is really figure out a way to beat the 49ers because I think they have, they'll have a very good chance no matter who they play in, uh, next week. In their building, I think they'll have an excellent chance. I think obviously the 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 Bucks aren't very good, and the Eagles have fallen apart. And we'll get to that game later. But obviously, no uh, no AJ Brown for the Eagles in the game. It sounds like he'll be back, but he won't. He'll be back if they uh, progress through the playoffs. But they're not going to be back for this game. And I don't know if they'll need him against the lousy Bucks. But I think the Lions will be obviously a, a big favorite in that game. And have a legitimate chance to get to an a- NFC Championship game, and maybe their first Super Bowl ever, which is crazy when you think about how long the Lions have been around, how much losing they've done. It's incredible. But congrats to the Lions on a big win. Congrats to all the teams that won, including the Green Bay Packers. And suddenly, big indictment on Aaron Rodgers. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. D in Queens, what's up, D? Listen, what's up, man? I heard you soliloquy defending Rodgers. Yes. It sounds fine. But okay. Rodgers was brought here to basically do what Tom Brady did in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And 2010 was a long time ago. He's closer to Dak Prescott in pressure situations. Oh, you're 100% than wrong. He is Tom Brady. You're 100% wrong. That's oh, absolutely oh, okay. nonsense. And he lost to Jimmy Garoppolo twice. And yep. cho- he choked no, in he, big spots. In some games, he didn't play well. You look at his postseason; he is a he far choked. he is a far better postseason performer than given credit for. Look at his numbers; he has he's he's got good playoff yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, empty calories. He has great numbers. Uh, yeah, because his team his teams aren't okay. his teams aren't as good. His defenses aren't as good. He just had he he's had he's had to go with, with he's had to go with Mike McCarthy. Everybody's killing McCarthy. He's got to get fired. He's a terrible head coach. That's who Rodgers was with no, his whole Mark, career. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Okay, sorry. Um, and then oh, another thing: the Jets are not making the playoffs next year. They okay. just need to go get a quarterback as well. Uh, no, they 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 have a quarterback. As long as he's healthy, they're gonna they're going to make the playoffs. He's going to be good. That's what's going to happen. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers is far better. I mean, come on, be- better than let's... he's Dak Prescott. Stop. Look at his playoff numbers. He, he's yeah. not. They just In showed they, they... situations. He's a choker. That's nonsense. It's just not true. It's not true. Okay. It's just not true. You're, you're talking about he's lost some games. Yes. They haven't been to a cha- they haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2010. One, he won the Super Bowl, so I don't know about that pressure situation. He beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been pretty good in the postseason history. I mean, he did win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh two, look at look back. Look at the game. Look at the, the most recent one. He was he was bad against Jimmy G in that 49er game. Totally agree. They should have never lost that game. The championship game, he outplayed Tom Brady. He outplayed him. The coach took him off the field to kick a field goal. What is he that's not not his fault. Okay. As for next year, let's yeah. look at it. Let's look at the teams right now. The whole NFC, the whole AFC, um, uh, what's the North? The Jets are not better than any of those teams. 
right now and next year. They, that that division, that entire division with Aaron with Aaron Rodgers, so, they're better. They're better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers made the playoffs. I understand I that the they have game. they have Ru- my- they have Rudolph as the quarterback. They are better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, and let's go through um, Kansas City's division. Kansas okay. City's not going anywhere. No, both Denver. And, and and the Raiders. Are oh, now they're now they're better than uh, without with Aaron Rodgers. They're better than both the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Stop it now. They beat the Broncos this year with Zach Wilson. Okay. Stop. Stop. Okay, and let's, and let's, let's go. go through, let's go. Let's keep um, going. This is fun. DJ Stroud. They're not better than the Texans. They won't be. I, I wouldn't think. Than, Good. They're not better than Jaguars. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars were eight and three and didn't win, make the playoffs. The Jaguars were eight and three and didn't make the playoffs. Now Aaron Rodgers can't be better than them. Stop it now. This is what I'm talking about. You don't like Aaron Rodgers, but you're just being silly. They collapsed. They fell apart. They were eight and three in the worst division in football, arguably, and couldn't finish the deal. They were talking about being the one seed coming out of London. They won one game down the stretch. They couldn't beat the lousy Tennessee Titans to secure a division title. They won one game down the stretch from eight and three. They won one game, and it was against the Carolina Panthers. But Aaron Rodgers can't win. Can't beat them. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Guys, stop it. What are we talking about? I'm not going to tell you they're world beaters. But now you got them. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a nice story. They won some games here uh, and finished 10-7 and seven and, and snuck into the playoffs. They've done a great job. Mike Tomlin's one of the great head coaches in the league, and they consistently find ways to win. I'm not going to tell you the Jets are far superior than them, but I'll just say this. You put Mason Rudolph on the field on as the quarterback of one team, and you put Aaron Rodgers on the field as the quarterback of the other, and I'll take the Aaron Rodgers base team. You, 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 you go ahead and take Mason Rudolph. I like my chances. Stop. That this defense is is not the '85 Bears, and it's still even even beyond that. It might be a little overrated. But it's good enough to win with if you have an offense. They didn't have an offense. They won seven games with, with Zach Wilson. And and uh, and Boyle and Simeon. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they are going to be a playoff team. And they're better than the Broncos. And they're better than the Raiders. And they're better than the Steelers. And they're a legitimate contender. That's... Uh, I, that's how I feel about it. Now, we'll see. If he can't stay healthy, it'll be a different story. But he knows this offense. I'll go back to the comments made by Garrett Wilson about how he instantly makes everything better, that he's an offense onto himself when he's there leading the team. He he, imme- like, he immediately stops the procedural penalties, like pre-snap offensive penalties, go away because Aaron Rodgers runs the team. Like, immediately. It's not a quarterback like like Simeon who like hadn't taken off a team you know first team snaps at all before he started like it's not Zach Wilson who has no idea what's going on he can't read defenses I mean it's it, this is him in his offense that he knows and loves forwards and backwards he's going to be able to move guys around he's going to help the offensive line and plus oh yeah he's Aaron Rodgers 
They're going to go out and they're going to get him another wide receiver. They're going to go out and try and bolster the offensive line. And they're going to be a playoff team next year if Aaron Rodgers is healthy. I have no doubt. So, I mean, and again, his playoff numbers, granted, they have not been to a Super Bowl since 2010. And over over that time, he's had teams that were better than the teams they lost to. I mean, let's be honest, the Giants. They were 15-1 and that year off their Super Bowl victory, and the Giants went in there and threw a Hail Mary at the half and figured out a way to beat them on their way to their second Super Bowl. That team should have never lost that game at home. That's an embarrassing loss for Rodgers. There's some losses that are bad. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago when he won his second MVP, and he's got the, the 49ers at home with Jimmy G. How does he lose that game? I don't know. He didn't play very well. They were bad. I think LaFleur has um, has gotten much better as a coach than he was then. A couple years ago though, he has the he's he's better than Tom Brady in the Bucks game. He's better than Tom Brady. Like if you look at his numbers, they just put the thing up for love. Oh, the first the first ever start for the the quarterback of the, of the New England Patriots, uh, New England the Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre did this, Aaron Rodgers did this, now Love did this. Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers in his first ever playoff game lost scoring 45 points and throwing you know for 400 yards and four touchdown passes. He was incredible in the game. They lost. Their defense wasn't as good as this defense is, and they didn't play the bums that are the Dallas Cowboys. Eric and Ron Conkoma, what's up, Eric? Hey, C-Mac, how you doing? Good, good. morning. Thank you. Good morning to you, sir. How are we doing? Right. Uh, good, good. A couple, couple things, if I might, uh, but just to touch on that list, uh, you know, they, that guy's so sure of how next year is going to turn out. I hope he's got uh, the next couple of days lottery numbers. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, every, I mean, they're not better than anyone in this one or anyone in that one. All right, okay. I mean, I mean, how do you look? I mean, I, I know you, you like to look at maybe trends, you know, for how teams have played over the last I mean, you know, number of years or whatever, but there's no way you could accurately predict what's no, going to happen next year. I mean, of course who would have figured – of course, yeah. Not. I mean, who would have figured uh, what, what would happen this year? So, yeah. And um, I'm not, and I, I, I'm just countering them with. I'm not going to say, oh, they're definitely better. I'm just saying to just say the opposite. To say you can make an argument. To sure. Say the Pittsburgh Steelers are are 100 better than the Jets next year. Is they don't have a quarterback that's any good. I mean, I know right. they won 10 games, but like, let's be honest. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but... it'll, I mean, right. It all depends on the on the division. Yeah. You know, anyone can get injured throughout. The, I mean, look how many backup quarterbacks uh, were needed this year. Yep. I mean, uh, you you could you could have everyone be healthy next year and, and no one will know how it will turn yep, out. No, you're right. So, uh or you could have CJ, I mean, you know, just a, you could have CJ Stroud take a major step backwards next year. You know, that happens. Yeah, I I, I I think I mean, he's I'm I not saying that. it'll happen, but Yeah, I don't think know, it will. But, but I think you, he's you special. understand what I'm saying. I, mean, I got you. Yeah, anything, yeah. Things change from year um, to year. Every year is different. Right. Um, you know, I was just, I, I know it's not a, an exact comparison here, but I, I got to think that, um, you know, just based on what you're saying as far as the, the, the Rams turning things around, uh, I mean, I, I, that was a, I really enjoyed that game yesterday, but uh, it, it reminds me a lot of what happened when um, uh, the, the Yankees, you know, got rid of a few players and, and they bounced back so much quicker than everyone expected. And they, they, they didn't make the World Series. You know, right. the, the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl when they changed up and everything. But they're, you know, they, they also got rid of a lot of people in order to win. And a couple of years later, they're back to, 
you know, uh, a lot faster than people expected, and, and yeah. uh, the Yankees bounced back a lot faster than than uh, people uh, figured. Oh. So that that's the next season. That, like I said, not an exact comparison, but it, yeah. it was a lot faster. I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, the 2017 yep. came about quickly, but I mean that's yeah, the so. I don't that's the and thank you for the call, Eric. That's the second time the Yankees have been uh, compared to one of these uh, playoff teams. I, I didn't I don't love either necessarily, but I mean to compare them to the Cowboys is pretty funny. Maybe we'll get to that later. We have plenty of time over this week, but yeah, the the. The Cowboys, the Yankees are the Cowboys of the of Major League Baseball. The Cowboys haven't been to a championship game in 30 years. Uh, and I don't know if they're the Rams either. I, let's just keep our let's keep our sports separated. Alan Rockland, what's up, Alan? Hey, what's up, C-Mac? How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Great. So two quick questions. The first is, if the Giants don't bring back Barkley, where do you think they'll go for running back? And the second question is, who do you enjoy watching more, especially tomorrow? Stephen A. Smith mocking the Cowboys or Skip Bayless mourning them? Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm not a huge a huge fan of Skip necessarily. I don't I don't care about either. I guess Stephen A. Smith. I don't. If I had to answer that question, I don't really care about either of them. All right. Yeah. Listen to me. That's what I care about. Thank you very much. Um. No. Uh. Where will they go for quarterback? I. Here's here's the answer. You ready? Somewhere. I, I don't know if it matters. I mean, you, we were just watching, right? They, they were talking about it on the broadcast from Mostert. The guy's 31 years old. He's been bouncing around the league. He's been cut five or six times. He scored 21 touchdowns this year. That's the running back position in a nutshell. Right there. So what are the Giants going to do for running back next year? Draft someone and play him. Draft someone in the fourth round and play him. Maybe pick up a veteran in free agency on some level, but I don't think it's. They're certainly not going to go at the top. It's they're not going to put a premium pick on it. I wouldn't think. Certainly not round one. I would doubt round two, but maybe if there's a running back they absolutely love who's there for them in the second round, I suppose that's plausible. And if that's the case, then they, there's your running back. But they're not going to go out and try and get a big time free agent or you know have you know try and get Derrick Henry over here or something they're, they're not going to do that it's either going to be Saquon Barkley or a draft pick or a, a veteran around the league they they'll try and get in here and hopefully you know get a good year from him that's it that's the running back position hey I mean I I hate to be that cavalier with it because there's always nuance to any discussion or you know team building and I'm not saying Saquon Barkley's not important right I I understand he's a great back and he's a great guy, and he's a good leader, and this team loves and respects him. And ultimately, he's done you know some really nice things for the Giants, but he hasn't impacted winning enough. Like that's just the second overall pick. When I draft someone second overall, I need him to impact winning. Second overall, I need to impact winning. And that position, with no real fault to Saquon Barkley, it just doesn't impact winning enough. It just doesn't. You could say it does. It doesn't. You think? It, I mean, Aaron Jones dominated this game for, and he's a good running back. But I mean, is he a world class running back? Is he Saquon Barkley, dual threat? You know, unbelievable talent, touched by the hand of God. I mean, look at the teams that are left. You know, Montgomery was 
was okay with the Bears. He's done well with the Lions, and their draft pick Gibbs has done pretty well. But like their running game is their running game. Like that, it's just you don't need these big time free. You don't need these big time running backs. You just don't. Stewart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu Pot? Well, where do you think Belichick's going to end up? I don't know. <clears throat> I would say it's for me. It's it's. The question is, does he want to step right in and win, or does he like the idea of taking over a franchise and doing both, uh, and and still being the GM? Because then that, how important is it to him to still continue to be the GM of the team? If it's not important to him and he just wants to win as quickly as possible, yeah. um, I would think there's a, a couple. I think da- Dallas. No, yeah, I mean I Dallas mean, McCarthy, is McCarthy. That was a. Terrible, the oh my God, it was horrible. I, I, mean, I mean, you L A is a good job. Obviously, the Chargers are a good job. Atlanta is a good job. Uh, they're just missing the quarterback, but the rest of the roster is pretty good. Uh, no, see, so, you know, the Commanders is kind of a a building process. Like, yeah, well, I like, would if he wants to still be the GM and go to Washington, draft a quarterback, and then draft his team and have it be you know New England, New, New England all over again, and try and you know. Rebuild a team the way and have it his team for years and years and years, mm-hmm. which I think is plausible. I don't think it's crazy. I th- everyone's pointing to these jobs where he can go win real quick because he's he wants the Shula record. He wants to prove that you know he can win a championship without Tom Brady. Like so, he, they got him going to Dallas. They got him going to L.A. They got him going to different places like that because it's about when I would not be surprised. Like we took we played a game uh, last week on where do I th- you know the take a chance on me. We did the 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 coaching carousel. And for him, I said the Carolina Panthers, which is obviously I'm taking a chance, but that's the kind of place right now you've got a disgraced owner, right, throwing throwing drinks on people. His, his image inside the league is horrendous. He's got a, he's got more money than anybody. You know, he's just he's filthy rich, and he's got a terrible image right now. And he's, you know, he's been going through coaches, and this, like, if you hire, like, that's an easy way to fix things for you. Like whatever your whatever the fan base thinks of him, the rest of the NFL thinks of him. You hire Bill Belichick, and you give him the keys to the castle and say, "Build me New England South." How could anyone quibble with it? He's Bill Belichick. I mean, that's it. You got to let him. You got to you. If you're the owner, you got to let him have his time. You you commit to Bill Belichick, he gets four or five years. Like that's just the way it is. You can't fire him after two unsuccessful seasons. You're trying to build this thing up, but like that's the kind of thing where an owner who'd be willing to pay him anything, give him all the power. I mean, yeah, the quarterback right now is is obviously had a rough rookie year to say the least, but he played for Nick Saban, and Belichick and Saban are are obviously very tight. You know, maybe Saban feels that he's being on he's being used improperly, or there's a way to. You know, maybe he figures it out. I, I just think that, that those are the two options. Go build again or take on the winning team. And I, I honestly think the build again is the scenario that could appeal to, to Belichick. But, I mean, I understand why most people think it's to go try and win now. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's definitely going to take that route. I just think it's possible. I do think it's possible. He says, you know what? I'm going to be doing this for a long time. I love doing this. And as opposed to like taking on some team and not being the GM and having to listen to to Jones or deal with this guy or deal with that guy and you know, I'd rather just mold my franchise, start anew, have a couple of years to really take, you know, 
to transform this thing. And then if I do it again, I rebuild another team and take them to the heights. Like, I think that's, I think that could be appealing to them as opposed to just, hey, let's go with the team with the quarterback and the best position to try and win. Because I don't think he views it as this is the tail end of his career. Like, I, I don't. I mean, he's obviously older. He's aware of how father time works. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think he, I think he could coach another 10, 10 years in this league. At least I think that's what he thinks. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. Come back. Continue to take your phone calls. As we get you, we react and still have two more games to get to later today. You got Pittsburgh against Buffalo. The game obviously moved. That's like I don't know how anyone. Did you see some of the the videos of what it would have looked like at game time? It's 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 zero visibility. You can't ask seventy thousand people to get in their cars and try and commute in that blizzard. Zero visibility, two feet of snow. Plus, like it's all we all say this. We love watching snow games. I do too. But you're, these teams have worked all year long to play a game and then you can't see in. Like, what kind of football could honestly be played in that game? In that weather? What kind of football could honestly be played? Sure, it would be fun to watch on TV. It'd be like, wow, look at this. And all the, the uh, you know, the the come and go fans would stop and watch. Like, this is crazy. How are they playing in this? And it'd be fun. But... Ultimately, the game would suffer. It wouldn't be a fair actual contest of the the strengths of the two teams. And then plus you're putting people's – they get in their cars, it's dangerous to be out on the road. Like, they made the right decision. People are so mad about it. Some people are. It was absolutely the right decision. They play one day later. Hopefully the weather's much better. Who cares? Everybody's off from work for the most part. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm just glad it wasn't streamed on Peacock. We got to get to my 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 guys' night. We had a good night, a good day playing golf. I'm terrible at golf. I learned that. I'm just as I thought in the golf simulator I would be better for some reason. I don't know why. I thought there's you know there's no way it could pick up my slice. I'm going to hit it into the screen that's five feet away from me, and the ball's going to go straight. It did not. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right. Sometimes you need to do that. 877-337-6666. You know what I saw? I did, I did, I did want to uh, say something. I know we got a jam-packed show here. Your call is at 877-337-6666. But something happened on Friday, and I want to just get to it now before, you know, you know, then it's Tuesday, Wednesday. I know I got time all week, but it happened on Friday, so I want to get to it now. But we saw something in Chicago that really annoyed me. Like, and I think it annoyed everybody. And really, it was just, it was hard to watch. And you just felt terrible. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm going to blame COVID on this one. And I'll explain it for a second. In Chicago, the Chicago Bulls were playing 
the Golden State Warriors, and that night they decided to have a Ring of Honor ceremony where they were inducting, I think, 13 people into the Ring of Honor, one of them being Jerry Krause, who is the former uh, GM of the team. He's the architect of the team that won six championships. You remember them? The 90s Bulls? We all do. Jordan, Pippen, Kerr, Coach, Bill Cartwright. You remember the teams. Paxton, any who's. He's the architect. He brought six championships to the Chicago Bulls. So when they decide to do this Ring of Honor, they decide to include Jerry Krause. So they announce his name, put up a likeness along with all the championship trophies, and the Chicago Bulls fans just absolutely begin to boo him mercilessly. Just these loud boos. And then on the scoreboard, they cut to Thelma Krause, his widow. And she is just in tears. In tears that she came there to be in that building that they were going to honor her husband and the entire crowd rains down booze. It was disgusting. It was just awful. And I, I just couldn't believe it. For this guy won six championships for them. Six. And he gets booed like that. You boo his... I, I, I'm not sure they knew his widow was going to be there. But they're booing this guy. And then his widow goes on the screen. And they're booing and she's in tears. It was horrendous. It was horrible to watch. I, I was sick to my stomach watching it. And uh, the reason I blame COVID is because when we were all inside in the summer of 2020, that Jordan documentary was the only thing going. I remember we I was working with Moose and Maggie at the time. They would open the show with what happened in last night's episode. Like, we opened shows. We spent hours talking about this Jordan doc because it was the only thing going on. And in the Jordan documentary... Jordan and Pippen and all those guys, Pippen especially, hated him and blame him for dismantling the team and not giving it a chance to win four consecutive after 1998. That Jordan would have stayed, but he didn't want to stay and, and break it up. He wasn't ready for a rebuild, didn't want to do that. And that's they forced him into retirement. And the idea that Krause wanted to break it down and rebuild the team and his vision again and do it all over again. And a lot of that DV, a lot of that documentary just absolutely just makes fun of him. Uh, knocks him as a person. Uh, they they pi- openly mock him and pick on him to his face and blame him for the end of that great run. Instead of being the guy who won them or helped build the team that won all those championships, in that documentary, he's viewed as that, but mainly he's viewed as the guy who decided to end it all. And I think the idea that all those Bulls fans were home watching that documentary and now can't stand the guy because of the way he was portrayed in that documentary, and everybody watched it. And I'm sure if you're a Bulls fan, you watch it anyway. But, I mean, it was the, it was, it was the only thing we had sports-wise. Again, we did shows on it here in New York. And that's the other angle of the story. So after he gets booed, and after his poor, his poor widow wife, Thelma Krause, gets booed, then Stacey King on the broadcast has the nerve to knock New York and Philadelphia. He gets on, he goes, I'm disgusted by this, which he rightfully should have been. He's like, this is not Chicago. That's New York. That's Philadelphia. It's not Chicago. What do you mean it's New York? Who are you? 
knocking us. I know we boo people, but that take take a little self. Uh, it's it's on you. You are the city that just did that. Disgusting. It was horrendous. It was really. If you haven't, it's just terrible to watch. I feel terrible for the woman. And I'm telling you, it's because of COVID in that documentary. Otherwise, I think he gets cheered. But he was so poorly portrayed, whether right or wrong. I don't. But I, I have a feeling that documentary had a lot to do with it. And I just that's what I was thinking because as soon as it happened. And he's getting booed, and I'm like, I know, like, we hate Brian Cashman, right? I know we have this conversation a lot, you and I. I know the Yankee fan base a lot, and right now, all the all the the love from the Soto trade is starting to wear off, and nobody's happy with what they've done with the rotation, and Cashman's back to getting flack. But as much as we hate Brian Cashman, I would like to think, I don't know about you, maybe I'm crazy, if he retires, and he gets fired, or whatever, he moves on. And in 15 years, they're celebrating the Ring of Honor and they're putting Brian Cashman in there and they pop up his picture. And they have the four championships, hopefully more. But they have the four championships that Brian Cashman won with the Yankees. I would like to think you wouldn't boo the man. Like I, w- I would like to think that the Ring of Honor, years from now, and they put up a picture of Brian Cashman and his beautiful face, and his beautiful bald head. And they put four championship trophies around him. And they say the GM for 30 years, four-time, five-time, six-time, I don't know how many World Series Juan Soto and Judge are going to win. Countless. Who can predict such things? But right now, four-time World Series champion, Brian Cashman. You're going to boo that man? Shame on you if you do. Shame on you. Is there anybody in the world, think of your like most despised sports figure. Yes. Who you would boo if they had passed. Yeah, I don't. Because I don't think there is one. I, no. I have guys I hate. Yeah. If they're gone, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. And nah. then you have to know, like if you hate them, you know that they're gone. So you know that if they're honoring them, it means that there's a family member probably there. You would think, right? Widow yeah. or not. It no, might be I know. a kid. Someone there, yeah. Keep your mouth shut. I, it was oh, it was disgusting. It was despicable. I'm just saying. I on a, I just think that the documentary had a lot to do with the pent up anger. Oh, I agree that you're yeah. you're right. And yeah. human behavior also devolved during COVID, so it's all part <laughs> of it. But like I'm trying, like again, you said the right thing. Stacey King, oh, that's New York. No, well, you know what? New York's never done that for all that stuff. Philly's no. the one with Santa Claus and the batteries and all. Right. New York doesn't have an no. incident like that. No. We're too classy. But, I mean, that, yeah, to take shots at New York for no reason. There he is. Again, even Philly. They, were, they've done some stuff. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, that's pretty bad. To boo like that, and then they put the widow on the screen and she's in tears. I, it was it was so hard to watch. I felt terrible for her. And it's, it's one, like, again, you're right. Anyone who's passed, I wouldn't cheer. I wouldn't boo, excuse me. But he won them six championships, too. Like, I mean, I understand. All right, he, he wasn't your favorite guy. He, Jordan didn't love him. He probably they could have tried to win another one if it wasn't for him, but they got six. I can't think of what a person could if they won me. Forget six, one yeah. championship That's it. with the teams I for life. For. Nothing they could ever do. I no. don't think it could make me boo that man. Um, if, unless they pass on Bryce Harper, then we got to hate them. That's just how it goes. You can win. Doesn't matter how many championships you win, if you pass on Bryce Harper and don't even have a meeting, you're dead to the fan base. Apparently, that's how it works. Eight seven seven three three seven. 
6666. But I couldn't help but think of the documentary and the idea that because everyone was home and everyone was watching it. I know Bulls fans probably would have watched it anyway. So everyone in that crowd would have watched a Jordan doc. But, like, everybody watched it. And that documentary led to that moment. Connor in Rochester. What's up, Connor? Hey, Big Mac. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm going to pepper you a little bit, but I know you can take it. Uh, oh, you're going to pepper me a little bit. Go ahead, pepper me. Come on. <laughs> so a couple quick things. Um, Bill Belichick, obviously, on the market. Mike, Mike McCarthy uh, doing Mike McCarthy things, losing the big spot. Any chance he ends up at Dallas? Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, that's the discussion the, before the game was over. Uh, that was the yep. discussion uh, about Bill Belichick, and I, I think there's a chance. Uh, but do you think he, Bill Belichick relinquishes GM capabilities? Well, he would have to. He, he would have yeah, to. I, They're not going to yeah. bring him in to run the show. As uh, and and honestly, I don't think they should. I think the I think uh, Stephen Jones and the Cowboys have done a better job with with drafting and developing players than Bill Belichick has over the last five or six years. I think the, yeah. I, I think this Dallas team. I don't think the problem is they're they're not talented enough, or that they're drafting the wrong guys, or like so, something's just like it was the coach. It was, I mean, the quarterback is a big part of it, but, I mean, it's not like me, Micah Parsons isn't suddenly a, a bad draft pick because he didn't win the no. game. Or like, I think they've done a really nice job building the team. They've won consecutive, they've won 12 games three years in a row. The first team now in NFL history to win at least 12 games three years in a row and not make the champ, at least the championship game in one of those three years. I mean, right. so, I mean, now listen, the playoff structure is different. Everything's different. Life is different. But still, that's a pretty damn, it's unbelievable how they choke in the postseason. It's unbelievable. It, 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 so it, something's it, it, not right. And li- immediately, like the one thing, Belichick, I promise you, and I think McCourty said this on the postgame, and I, that's the one reason why you bring Belichick in. The, a, a Belichick-led team would never have that performance against the of Packers course. last night. Could, yeah, they, looks, could they lose the game? Like, if Love went off, could they lose the game? Sure. They would never, have, never, down 30 they would never have that performance. So yeah, I, I, think so. It's, I think it's possible he comes. I, I think if he wants to win, it's as good a winning spot as any. But right now, I think you have to, you have to be willing to open to anything. Like, how do you give – how can you move forward with Dak Prescott as your quarterback? Yeah, like, like again, right, he he can't get. He was looking for a contract extension this year and this offseason. You can't give him a contract extension now. I mean, he was no, awful in this game. He's continued nothing. He, you know, he's accomplished. They, they, they can't lose. That's a game they couldn't lose. You can't lose no. that game. Everything changes. Everything's up for grabs. We know the coach is gone. We know, obviously, the entire coaching staff. Dan Quinn, whether he gets the job in Seattle or not, he's gone. And honestly, I think they have to. Why would you pay? All, why would you pay big money to a quarterback who consistently plays like this in the postseason? Like you can't do it. You can't trust them. I feel the same way. Honestly, watching Tua play, uh, Tua is a very good quarterback in the right system. You he he doesn't have the arm strength to go north to go east and or be dealing with wind and cold. Like he doesn't have the arm strength to do it. And I like I'm I'm concerned. If I'm Miami, I'm concerned about the future. With with that quarterback, no matter how dynamic the offense was this year, I don't believe in his ability to be a game changing player. He could be a quarterback inside a system, and that's like what we learned. Like Dak McCarthy did a great job calling plays this year, and him and Lamb were incredible. And Dak is, you know, he cut down on the turnovers. He had a pretty damn good year. He was, he was a an MVP front runner for a while. But then you get into a game all year. Like this is the indictment on Dak for me. It's not the pick six. Although it was a terrible throw. The the biggest indictment for me on Dak is that all year long, 
And now, and now the coaching staff plays into it, and so does CeeDee Lamb. But all year long, him and CeeDee Lamb have been in complete simpatico. They have dominated the league, especially in this building. Like week after week, game after game. I mean, him finding CeeDee Lamb is the easiest thing the team does. And within five minutes of this game, it was clear that they were not on the same page. How is that possible? How is it possible that all year long your biggest strength is the connection between those two players and five minutes into the biggest game of your season, they are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum? How is that possible? Like, that's on the quarterback for me more than it is on the wide receiver. He has got to find a way to figure out what's going on with CD. Like, that's that's got to be a given. That dynamic had to be a given throughout the whole postseason, forget just this game. So the idea that that was the their problem and they're, like, talking on the field and they have no idea what's going on, that is that is as much as the pick six, as much as anything else. The idea that he went into that game and had no idea how to connect with the one weapon he connects with without issue, is it, that, that, that speaks to pressure and the inability to handle it, that speaks to a lot. And and so I don't know if you can move forward with the idea of we'll be fine, let's go pay Dak millions and millions of dollars and make him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league off of a very good year. How can I do that when he performs like this consistently? It's crazy. You still there, Connor, or no? Connor is not there. So that's why, yeah, I mean, I just I can't. That's why you draft the, the the young quarterback. That's why C.J. Stroud is so impressive. That's why you want to get these young quarterbacks you don't have to pay. Because, like, there'll be limitations to a team that has to pay Dak big, big money. They're going to have to pay Mika Parsons big, big money. Like, there's, there's, they're going to, uh, Mike, uh, you're going to have to figure something out. And Dak Prescott just has consistently underperformed in these games. And the pick six is terrible, but the inability to be on the same page with the one guy. And not that, that, like, there's been other, you know, it's not he's the not the only guy in the offense, but they have just been such a dynamic duo. To lose it in that moment makes no sense to me. That's just straight up losing it. That's just straight up the moment's too big. Eddie and Rockland, what's up, Eddie? Hey, Big Chris, what's happening? What's up, buddy? How are you? All right, how'd that dart in uh, golf? And yeah, I was more you know, worried about that competition. Where are you rank in that competition? Did the boys let you win? Did yeah, no, no, nobody let me win. They, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not very good at golf, so I was. And the guys, some of the guys from my neighborhood, are much better than I am. But the ball was it's great. Make believe golf, but Chris, it's make believe golf. I, I even suck at make believe. I can't even pretend to be good at golf. You're even bad at make believe. Yeah, golf. I can't oh, even. Wow, I can't even. I can't even imagine good golf play. That's how tough it is. But um, you were you a baseball player? I, well, I mean, yeah, sports? I was a yes, I was a baseball player in high school. Yes, I was. Did uh, you play any other sports? I played every sport under the sun. Um, yes, I was. Uh, um, uh, maybe I'll for my next plaque, I'll bring in my triathlete award. I was. I played uh, basketball, football, uh, baseball. I I did wrestling for a year. I even played volleyball one year. I did everything. But yeah, I was. Um, captain of what happened? I was captain of all three teams. I was captain of the baseball team, captain of the basketball team, captain of the football. And what team. what happened? What what'd you get? Like a little like uh, splinter in your foot, something right before you went to college? What happened? No scholarships? No, I was at a you know a, a, no no scholarships. I talked to one college, but no. As good as I was, I was all county football player. 
Uh, but I was at a school that really didn't get a look, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't that good. I'm six foot nothing. I was probably still overweight, not to the same level, but I was overweight even then. Probably I would have had to have dropped some pounds. But actually, one of the coaches I talked to wanted me to put on weight, and I was like, Nah, I don't really want to do that. And then I ended up doing it anyway. But um, uh, I just, yeah, I wasn't that good. I was good. I was a good high school player in Long Island. Yeah. Right, you can hold your own. I got it. Well, I was, uh, yeah. Right, I mean, I was better the- than that. I was one of the better teams. I was, I was at the, uh, I played in the Senior Bowl, Hofstra on Thanksgiving Day. You know, I was, uh, you know, all county football player. I was a good football player. What, but, what position were you playing? Uh, off- offense. I was be- uh, because of an injury. Guard. I ended up senior year. I played center. I was a guard and a defensive end. Then I played uh, center and defensive. Defensive end. end. Oh. Yes. I'd like to see some video of that. I have some. Maybe oh. I'll share it well, with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's get on this game. What I saw of the playoffs over the weekend, you know, you could talk about each quarterback and Dak. Come on, these both take Dallas and Green Bay. They're both stacked with players. They Dallas was completely outcoached. Yeah. And you know what? And what you see, you don't see in football today. A third of the game is positioning and coaching, just like you're playing chess. Everybody's got the same players on each side, right? And it's yourself to position yourself. That you time it, that you speed up, speed it up, or slow it down, or like Green Bay did, get the ball and go right down the field. Don't do the deferring. Remember when deferring was a big thing? Now it's get the ball and drive right down. No, the field. I think I think most teams spot. still defer. That's why it was such a. It was actually uh, a talking point that they didn't defer, and it was a smart move. It was a smart move, actually. It, it did impact the game. Going down there and scoring that touchdown on that first drive, I think it, sh- I, I think it shook Dallas. I think that's how fragile they are. I think that's how fragile they are. There was no excuse for what happened. I mean, there was no excuse. I mean, even coaching. Uh, I mean, yes. And def- I mean, the defense of coaching is really the problem. I mean, I know I just, I just went on the, uh, a big rant about Dak and and CD Lamb not being on the same page, and that's coaching too on some level. I I kind of put that on the on the quarterback a little bit, but that's coaching as well, no doubt. But the defense, I mean, guys running wide open. How many times? How many times did you see Love just kind of throw the ball up, or wait till the last second, or on the run, wait, wait, wait? Then he throws it to someone wide open in the middle of the field, and then the the touchdown to the tight end is hilarious. No joke, I was laughing. He just he just tosses it up in the air. He underthrows him by 10, 15 yards. And the wide the, the tight end stops running, has to come back to the ball, stops all momentum. He's running down the field. He has to stop his momentum. He has to come back, catch the ball like it's a punt because it was thrown so high up in the air. Then he turns it upfield and he's running 15 yards. So hear me out. The ball's thrown. We see him. He stops running. He comes back to the ball. He catches it like a punt, turns around, and runs 15 yards. All of those things happened without a cowboy on the screen. How is that possible? How is he so wide open? That I mean, I've never seen somebody so wide open. He had the entire half of that field to himself. I've ne- it, every, Everything I just said. He comes back, he catches the ball, he has to change his momentum and turn back upfield, and he ran for 15 yards before I saw a cowboy on the screen. How is that possible? I love the view of the other way from the end zone. They showed a view of that play in one of the replays from the end zone, and you see, like, 
the, the in the distance, Love throw the ball up in the air, and one of the defensive linemen for the Cowboys turns around to look at the pass and sees how wide open the tight end is, and he's just like, oh, Jesus. Like, you could see him just go, oh, my God, no one's there. <laughs> no one's there. I mean, Dan Quinn had himself a day. Not only did not only did did uh, get not only did they get the, the just the ball rammed down their throat by Aaron Jones. Even late in the game, late in the game, they're down multiple scores with the clock ticking, and they have no interest in trying to to defend the run. Everyone's fifteen feet off the ball. I mean, they don't stack the box at all. It was embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. What an absolute embarrassing performance. What a joke. And listen, we all knew the, the Cowboys are are capable of this. I mean, it's so on brand, it's almost unbelievable. Like, I didn't think it would be this possible to be that on brand. It's almost it's almost just hard to believe how easy it is to believe it. I I can't. I thought this, I, honestly, I thought this was going to be an easy game for them. I thought next week against the the Lions or whomever would have been tough. I thought eventually they were going to lose because that's what they do. I never thought they would lose against that team, which I'm sorry, is still not good, and I expect to get waxed next week. But to lose to that team in that building where they have won that many consecutive games, and have dominated people, and their offense can't be stopped. To have that game, to have that performance, was, I have to admit, even for the Cowboys, even though I knew it was coming at some point, I didn't see it yesterday. That was shockingly embarrassing. 